Hello, my name is Dave Graney. I am an underworld musician of many years standing. I'm here to ask you to tune into my fellow traveller, my comrade, Radio Caram. Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast. A real look at single parenting, how to navigate the ups and downs of life with kids on your own while keeping sane. We cover all manner of subjects from domestic violence, dealing with childhood trauma, through to fussy eaters and how to help your kids become resilient. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. This week's guest is a life improvements author whose aim is to help you enjoy life and be happy now. She uses simple yet powerful techniques to help you be peaceful, discover your inner power and overcome your challenges. Alana Allen is an author, publisher and narrator of Love Yourself Being You, A Way to Live Your Best Life. Quiet, quiet your mind, eliminate stress and find inner peace. And mindfulness from chaos to calm, the simple success system, book one. She is currently working on book two in the series titled Being Who You Are and Loving It, Kindness and the Courage to Be Yourself. Lana is a wife, a mum and a child of God. She loves photography, writing, reading spending time with their family, long bike rides, and being outdoors in nature. <coughs> and excuse me, because I have the remnants of a cold, so this is why I'm a bit croaky today. Apologies. And if you're listening in Melbourne, Lana also homeschooled both her children. I know she's a legend in my eyes because, hey, homeschooling was a challenge last year with COVID. Anyway, Welcome to the podcast, Lana. Thank you very much for having me, Claire. No, 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 no. It's great. It's great. So, hey, look, tell us a bit about how you got to the point where you were writing books about enjoying life and happiness, which I think is great. I mean, we all need that. Um, uh, that's I, I found that's a really hard question to have one answer for because... That's okay. You know, like I, have several. <laughs> um, I guess you write what you need, and I, you know, needed to get more confidence and um, overcome anxieties, and and you know, stop being blocked from the things I wanted to do. Um, there's just so many things, and so I've always loved um, writing, and you know, writing journals, things yeah. like that, and. Um, I've always researched all the self-help, you know, these different kinds. I don't know. I don't like the word self-help, but I've researched all these different techniques, you know, to try and help you uh, live better, have more peace. Personal and, development, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Personal, personal development. Books. And so I guess with the first book, I was hoping to share tools and ideas and techniques that um, people could use to choose the ones that work best for them to help with what their issues are and help them be happier. And um, like when I grew up, uh, my brother, he was younger than me and he had cerebral palsy. And I mean, even from the time we're young, you know, like lots of times people would look at him funny, kids would tease him. And I saw how much it hurt him and how much it hurt his self-confidence. 
And so like, I always wanted him to feel good about himself, you know, like I saw he was so special and how much fun it was to be with him. Um, But, you know, this kind of things you go through throughout your life, you know, can be hurtful and it makes you just feel bad about yourself. And um, yeah, so basically looking for a lot of tools and techniques to, to overcome those things and to handle you know, all the stuff that life throws at us, which right now, this last few years for everyone has been a lot. Yeah, I know, I know. So would you say it was like a therapy for you as such in the fact that you'd learn all this, um, learn all this, all these techniques, um, these powerful techniques as to how to be in love with yourself and all of those sort of things. And so in a way, writing them down was like, and teaching them out to people sometimes can be um, sometimes can be an element of, of therapy for yourself because you're like re um, reiterating what you've learned in your own brain. Um, somebody said to me once, uh, the only way I can learn is I go read a book or learn a course and then I have to teach it or have to show it to somebody else because that way it gets stuck in my head then and I can then live it and and um and I learn more from it from that way definitely definitely I've heard that so many times and um I've definitely heard when you you know you've learned something after you know if you can teach it to someone else but even with all of the things you know like um definitely helps to teach it but writing the book uh I guess I wrote a lot of things down and had the book was really, really long. What takes me a long time with the books is actually to try and narrow them down and organize them, you know, and, and sort of just um, be more specific to give help rather yeah. than having too much in it. So what was it? Was there a turning point? And there doesn't have to be a turning point, but was there a turning point where you went, I'm going to write this down. I'm going to write a book with everything that I've learned because I, you know, I've learned so much. Um, and I want to tell other people, was there a turning point at all for you? Um, no, I don't think I had a turning point. It was more, I always wanted to write a book and, um, I just started working on it. Um, and then as I was going along, um, you know, I I think like God would just keep bringing me more and more things that were helpful. You know, so yeah. I put them in and arrange it. And as I was learning the techniques, I discovered a lot of things. I got the courage and the desire to be myself, you know, as opposed to um, when you're always trying to um, impress someone else, like yeah. seeking approval, seeking approval or trying to fit in and not really being yourself because you don't want, you know, people to not like what you do or say or whatever. Yeah not be good enough or whatever and actually we are good enough all of us are good enough um and when you know I've and I'm 50 now so I in my 20s and 30s I probably was that I'm not good enough I need to strive I need to strive to be good enough in my head and now I sit here at 50 I go I am good enough nobody's you're not going to get everyone who likes you you're not going to get everyone who um who accepts what you said? You know, and sometimes you know why? Why am I what I say? Why? Well, what 
I say, what I'm saying? Why would it be right to every single person? It might be just right for certain things. So, yeah, it's just it's so much easier to let go. But I've only learned that over the last few years. Um, and there are still some things that I hold on to and like, yeah, just I've still got to learn those techniques and get myself out of that. So you wrote the books, which is great. And like, how do you, what are some of the techniques in your books then to to live your best life? Because like we've been through a hell of a two years, right? It's been an up and down roller coaster, even for some of us who think like me, um, that I sort of know how to be happy and, you know, overcome my challenges and try and stay positive and all of that sort of stuff. It's, it's still been a challenge in two years for me and I've had my ups and downs of being stuck at home for 265 days with <laughs> a six-year-old, God love him, um, but homeschooling and working and juggling all of that um, and being in the same house and not being able to go any further than 5Ks for a period of time just drove me up the wall at times. So how do we how do we concentrate and what do we do to live our best life as such? Um, well, a lot of times, especially with the pandemic, um, it, you, there's a lot of fear, a lot of worry and uncertainty. And it's really yeah. hard to to go through your days and have the right thoughts and be calm and do all these things when there's so much that there is to worry about. Um, I learned mindfulness and it's something that I definitely need to work at, but it's a technique where you can try and be calmer and more present. Like you pay attention to the moment mm -hmm. while, rather than focusing on all your worries about tomorrow and, and thinking about everything from the past, <clears throat> you try and keep yourself present. And really the only time you have to do anything is right now. And so when you focus, you can focus on your breathing to start being calmer. So, you know, taking deep, relaxing breaths, bringing your attention to your breathing, um, relaxing your mind and your body. And then that helps you to think more clearly, you know, and. Yeah. And I, yeah, I suppose if you focus on just even counting your breaths, so breathing in for four, holding it for four or two, or however long you can hold it, and then breathing out for four, that's just slowing down of your breaths really does help calm you down as such. I, I heard a technique the other day where you just put your hand on your heart and you say, um, I'm safe and I'm loved now. That's all you need to say because... Um, because it is, like you said, it is about now. Um, the past is in the past. You can't go back and change it. And we don't know our future. So we have to live in the now. I, I love that. <laughs> that is so calming. Even just doing it yeah. right now with you, it's very calming. Because to affirm to yourself, um, you know, you're safe. That's a big thing. Because a lot of these worries and everything, I mean, what are they really? They're, they're thinking we might not be okay. We won't be safe tomorrow or something will happen that we can't handle. And I suppose a lot of it comes from doubting ourselves, maybe, <clears throat> you know, doubting, well, we don't have control over everything and that's hard. So, um, just to, yeah, I know definitely, I know definitely during the pandemic, I'm, because I'm in Australia I don't have family here. That's me and my son. And I know definitely I was anxious about, well, what if I get COVID? Because nobody's going to want, because 
who looks after my son because it's highly likely that he would get it. I mean, it's highly likely he'd get it and give it to me. But I'm like, well, what about if I get seriously ill? Because who's going to look after him? I mean, his dad is around. His dad is alive. His dad is around. But if he's got COVID, then, like, who who would look after him or who would? So, I mean, and other parents were in that. Other parents were having that. It was issues. Was, I know some children got hospitalised with their parents because they themselves were okay, but their parents didn't have anyone else to look after them. So their parents had COVID and needed to have in hospital for whatever reason. And the kids had to come with them because they didn't have anyone else. So, yeah, those situations do cause anxiety and did cause anxiety. And I just had to do what you said, right? I'm okay. I don't have COVID now. I'm (laughs) safe. I'm loved. This is okay. And this is like, yeah, to try and, deal with that anxiety yeah because it was a worry it is at the beginning it's such a worry it's it's a real fear and it's not it's not even just a worry I mean these things are happening around us right now and they are scary you know and and you have to just try and you know like you said bring yourself to that moment put your hands over your heart and calm down because you can't change any of it you know you can only try and you know deal with it the best way you can in that moment um so okay so concentrating on the breathing is like it's worked for me it's a really good way of actually trying to at least calm your anxieties in that moment or to focus your mind on um something else um and calm you down just thinking about the now thinking about that point in the time um and obviously you know you only say i'm safe and i'm loved if you are in a like if you've got people shooting at you and you're in a war zone like in um, Ukraine you can't really say say I'm safe but and that's mm-hmm. what that but they're really anxious um that's really anxious place that's a really anxious place to be anyway at the moment but like in Australia there's no reason why we can't sort of say I'm safe and I'm loved etc um so so what's something else then have you got an, is there another technique well a lot of the techniques like if you're working on things to um, to learn how to love yourself, because sometimes like we're yeah. just so hard on ourselves. You know, I don't think that the things we say to ourselves in our own minds are things we'd ever say to someone else. And um, you have to remember you're human. And that's one thing I love about your podcast, you know, saying um, and human, yeah. <laughs> because it's like we expect to be perfect. You know, we expect to be to do so many things just right. And it's okay to not have it all together. Yeah. Well, uh, there are times um, I haven't had it all together. Um, and so, and I agree. And we're human. We have our buttons and they get pushed. And we can't like, we can yeah, try. Exactly. Like at the end of the day, every day I wake up, I, I'm i learning. I'm not going to say try because to me try is you're going to fail because you're just going to say, I'm going to try to lift that stone. But if I fail, well, then that's okay. So um, I'm learning every day to be the best parent I can. But I get it wrong. I don't think any parent gets it right all of the time. Um, And if you do, then please email me because I want you on the podcast. So we all know your tips and tricks. But um, (laughs) no, I I agree. And and also, um, and what triggered in my mind when you said we all need to love ourselves is that there's so many times as a single parent, and I've spoken to quite a few, where they've come out of 
domestic violence situations, be it physical or emotional violence towards them, where they come out of these relationships and they believe that they aren't lovable or they're, you know, they've got to build themselves up and that's really hard. So how, like, how do you start to love yourself? Hmm. When you say start, it's hard for me to answer that in particular. Like, I guess, um, well, what your listeners are doing right now, I mean, if someone's here today listening to your podcast, they're, they're researching a way, you know, to live a better life for themselves and for their children. And that's the start right there. You know, you're already becoming aware of, you know, that you're not the only one feeling insecure or, you know, feeling like, you know, maybe someone's told you all kinds of nasty things about yourself. And even though you don't really believe it, you kind of doubt or it makes you feel bad about yourself. And to become aware of um, where you are right now will help you to change it. You know, like some of the big things are um, Mm. forgiving yourself and others. So People will say, you know, someone did something mean to them. How could they ever forgive them? But they're not letting that person have a gift so much as they're giving themselves a gift. Because once they forgive, you know, it frees you to be human, to say, okay, whether you're forgiving yourself or someone else, I make mistakes and that's okay. You know, I'm going to move on and I'm going to make better choices. Um, And... And I think that's the first thing, and I, I, I and you hit the nail on the head. I think that's the first thing. That's the first step to loving yourself. If you are, and I have been in that situation, if you are in that situation, the first thing is to get out of it. To lo- that that to me is loving yourself because you've gone. Now nah, I'm getting me and my kids out of this situation, and then you can because you're going. I love my, you know, it's it's a really bizarre way for me to put it. But you're going, well, I love myself. Or I am worth more than this. Do you, do you understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I love myself I'm enough worth, to take care I'm of myself. Than, yeah. yeah. And 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 so yeah. There's um. So once you've left. A quote. Oh, is there? Okay. There's a quote by Max Lucado, and he says, Forgiving, forgiveness is unlocking the door to set someone free and realizing you were the prisoner. Yeah, that's really good, because I think if you just imagine how much time and energy goes into hating um, somebody, when if you can actually go, OK, I release whatever emotions I've got, I forgive you for what you do. Excuse me. Um, I forgive you for what you've done to me, and you just release it. Then you're not holding on and hating, and it's such a destructive emotion, hate, um, mm-hmm. and so negative. I dread to think what it would be doing to your body, holding on to hatred that much. And you can't be your best self. Like you can't, you know, you're not going to be loving and compassionate and kind, you know, whether it's yourself, your child or anyone else you're around. If you're so busy feeling so angry and so, um, you know, revengeful even or whatever, like instead you're wasting your time. You're actually giving that person who was mean to you or whatever it was they did. You're giving them all of your attention. I mean, they don't deserve your attention. Like, 
let it, you know, you, you give yourself the attention on what, what do you want for your life? Where do you want to be instead? There's um, something about uh, the right questions, like choosing how you speak to yourselves and choosing how you speak to yourself and the thoughts that you focus on. So, you know, you can ask yourself questions that seek answers you want instead of asking yourself questions that keep you in that negative space. So instead of saying like, why can't I do anything right? You might say something like, you know, what have I done well today? You know, what, what has been going, you know, what have I been doing a good job at? And, and instead of always looking for that downside, you're going to look for, you know, the, the better things. So you wouldn't be focusing on that person you need to forgive. Instead, you're going to focus on what, you know, who you're loving, including yourself. So what has gone well, instead of actually Mm -hmm. getting into the negative stuff. So when you ask those questions, like when you ask yourself a question, your mind starts answering it. And I mean, if you start asking yourself, asking all kinds of negative questions, your mind's going to come up with all these things that are negative instead of coming up with positive ideas and solutions and, you know, great ideas. Is it a bit like um, the scenario of like um, when you sit there and you say, right, I'm going to buy a, I don't know, Toyota. I'm going to buy a white Toyota. Um, That'll be really cool. And then as you're driving around and going around, all you see is white Toyotas <laughs> um, and because that's what your mind, you've put that in your mind. And so therefore, if you've got negative comments going around, negative conversations going around in your head, then that's what you're going to attract as such is negativity. And if you change that conversation that's in your head to actually look at well, what went well today instead of what didn't go well, it's difficult because I've always I always have a conversation with my son which goes well this didn't go well for mummy today what didn't go well for you um as well as you know this went well for mummy so to actually get him to recognize that failures or things that didn't go quite well for himself are gifts because they are um things they're opportunities that we can learn from basically so um yeah so yeah that's a really good point it's okay definitely it's okay for you you know especially to let your child know it's okay to make mistakes yeah you know yeah Um, but I suppose it's not okay to have thoughts going around in your head that says that person doesn't want to talk to me because I'm rubbish when actually you're assuming that person doesn't want to talk to you because they're actually really busy or there's something going on and so what you've done is you've put a negative thought in your head uh when actually you could change that thought to they're they're busy or you know they're they've got to go somewhere or whatever like I (laughs) I do this when I'm in traffic I'm the worst worst happy driver in the world um I think there's a lot of us in Melbourne though that like are not very happy drivers (laughs) and I started it's a very long time ago I listened to this happiness um course and um I would get so angry and annoyed at somebody in front of me who was driving like 20 k's below the speed limit or like, you know, just be like unsure about where they're going. And um, I would just go, come on, I've got to be somewhere or whatever. I've got to get to work or whatever. Um, And I reframed that. So instead of going, oh, just hurry up, you 
idiot, right? Um, and other stronger language, I would actually just go, oh, hang on a minute. They're probably saving me from an accident that's going to happen further down the road. Or they're making me slow down because there's a copper who's going to do me for speeding halfway down the road as well. So I'm just going to, I can't change how they're driving. They don't know that they're annoying me. They're just getting on with their life, okay? So they're not doing it on purpose to annoy me. So let's just accept the speed they're going, take a deep breath, and think about all the positive reasons that they could actually be driving slowly for me. And that was how, that's how I've become a happier driver. Not all the time. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like you're in the, you're right exactly where you're supposed to be right now. Yeah. Accepting where you're at. So it's like a bit of a sliding doors movie where if I was to overtake them and go like the speed I want to go or like whatever, that I would be in a crash. But if I stayed behind them, I wouldn't be in a crash and I'd still get to work on time. Do you know what I mean? So You're protected. Yeah. So that was sort of, that's how I've changed to become a happier driver. There you go. Try it out there, people. Um, but yeah, so I do know what you mean. Um, wow. Okay. So, but also then you've written, you've like, you've, you're writing a series of books as well. And your first book in it is Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm. So is that, is that book about like, if everything in your in the world is going crazy around you, how to move yourself into a calm state? Is that what that's one's about? Um, okay. Well, for that, that's the first book in my series. Um, the first, the, my yes. actual first book was Love Yourself Being You. And um, for the mindfulness series, the first book is kind of the basics of getting started about mindfulness, you know, learning a few techniques okay. you can use throughout your day, learning things, um, uh, activities, like every chapter. I think I have an exercise at the end of each chapter and it's things to help you um, learn how to implement mindfulness because it's not something we do naturally, you know, especially if we're so used to worrying all the time and rushing yeah. ahead and, and not being calm and just focusing and paying attention. Um, and can, and can, some people listening might not know what not mindfulness is. Um, what is it? Mindfulness is paying attention to the present moment Um, and not judging things as you're doing it, but really observing it, you know, like you can use all your senses, say you're looking, you could smell a flower and you would, you know, look at how it looks. You smell the beautiful smell. You could touch the soft rose petals. Um, You're actually totally immersing yourself in this moment, what you're doing, what you're feeling, what you're sensing. You're not judging everything and, um, you know, thinking ahead or so just observing, yeah. observing, observing the now yeah. Such. yeah, observing okay. and, and also a lot, some mindfulness is part of a technique is your breathing, you know, like sometimes when people are anxious, they, they shallow breathe. So they're only breathing up high in their chest. They're like, you know, almost panting, you know, when you get really hyper and, and anxious, yeah. I'm talking faster now, just even thinking about that, <laughs> but like to, <laughs> oh, okay, calm down. Um, to just take a slow, deep breath, you know, where you fill your abdomen and just yeah, hold a second, then breathe out. I have an exercise in my book and it's um, uh, just on the actual breathing, you know, walking you through it. And um, I also okay. have a, a free recording of it that you can get at my website. But oh, okay. what you can do. And your website is lanaallen.com. Is it's it? lanahallen.com. It's L-A-N-A. Oh. 
H-A-L-L-E-N.com. It's just my name. And then you can pretty oh. much go everywhere from there. But um, yeah. with the exercises, it's helping you to, you know, slow down, focus on your breathing. And a lot of times you're even just being busy trying to see how you're breathing brings you into the moment because you're paying attention. You're trying to see, okay, you know, how, where am I breathing? Am I filling my abdomen with air? Am I breathing deeply? And you can just, um, you're so busy focusing on what you're doing there that you're automatically bringing yourself to the present moment. Like, cause how many times, you know, have yeah. you gone through a day and, you know, you don't even know what you did all day. You do it on autopilot. You know, you might get to work and you're like, you don't even really remember driving there. You did it automatically. Mm-hmm. You weren't paying attention. Um, so mindfulness is bringing you out of that autopilot, autopilot state and, you know, really enjoying each moment, feeling it and living it instead of waiting till yeah. one day when everything's perfect to start paying attention. You know, it's like. And let's face it, nothing's perfect, is no. it, ever? Like, you never get to that Nevada state of everything's perfect. You might you might have a couple of hours of perfectness, mm-hmm. but. Um, but even, yeah, even, the, like. even your little things in life, like even the small things, um, you know, we, we put all of our importance on these big major things, you know, our whole life goals, decisions, but yet the joy is in the small things, you know, like when you give your child a hug, when they yeah. laugh with you or they smile with you, or you just sit with them and even watch TV to get anything like those moments, it, it's really what it's all about. You know, like that is it says so much for your child. They're loved. And yeah. even if it's only a moment, you know, hugging them when they're going out, if you're in a hurry or whatever, but it's those mindful moments, you know, those are mindful moments because you're paying attention. You're hugging your child. They're feeling your love. You're enjoying their company. Yeah. Nobody on their deathbed ever said, Oh my God, I'm so glad that I won that award or I, you know, worked so hard all my life and got all of these things, <laughs> you know, most people are saying, oh, I wish I had more time to spend with my kids or it's always been about people and connection. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So I, like, yeah, I said, it's quite funny. And when you do when, spend time. Cause, well, when, when you said that, I'm like sitting there going, yeah, it's exactly what I said to my son last night. Cause we, after I finished work, because he was off school ill. Oh, dear. He was off school uh-huh. ill. He had, I mean, you can hear I'm a bit throaty and nasally at the moment, but he was off school ill um, yesterday. And so, unfortunately, he spent a lot of the day entertaining himself because I was working. And um, I, in the evening, I said, right, that's it. I've finished. And we sat down and watched a movie, and he came and laid on me and cuddled me. And for me that's the best moment like I said to mm-hmm. him I said I love when we do this when we watch a mo- movie and have a cuddle this is great yeah that's so um, precious and and he probably at, at six and a half goes oh yeah whatever mum stop being sappy but um but it is it's the best moment you know cuddles from him are the best and I know I haven't got them for very long because he's gonna <laughs> then turn into a stinky teenager and not want me anywhere near him but um yeah so I agree with you I agree Sorry, I stopped you talking then. Oh, no, no, that's okay. That's okay. That's absolutely, yeah, those are definitely, uh, I, I think what did us, what I was going to say if I, is um, when you're having those special moments, think about how so simple they are, you know, like the hug or yeah. sitting watching TV. You're not saying, you know, like trying to um, 
you know, think about all the things that, you know, you can teach your child or like, there's so many things, like so many times we expect things and we expect that we're supposed to be doing things a certain way, but to just actually be there and enjoy the moment, you really get to have a good time. Be in the now, observe the now Mm -hmm. and don't worry Mm -hmm. about anything else as such. I know we've all got worries well, about, I mean, like, how am I going to pay the mortgage yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. But, like, of course, in that cuddly moment, watching a movie with my son, nothing matters, really. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so sure. I do have a question because your next book that you're working on, I don't know if you've actually finished it at the moment because I the last time I spoke to you was about a month ago, so you might have finished it now. But the your next book, book two in this series of mindfulness, is – being who you are and loving it okay this is the courage to be yourself right and it does you know I agree like it does take a lot of courage to be yourself um and to you know and to love yourself I think because a lot of people just go a lot of people's mindset are I'm not good enough I need to strive I need to do x y and z so how do you, one, how do you, and I think we've covered some of it about loving yourself, but how do you then get the courage to continue to be, once you've said, okay, this is it, um, I love myself and, you know, this, how do you then continue, how do you have the courage to do that continuously? Um, <clears throat> well, at the, with the second book, Kindness, it's kindness and the courage, you know, it takes kindness and courage because if you're not kind to yourself, you're never going to have the courage because if you're going to constantly beat yourself up, who's going to be brave enough to go against this, right? It's like, it's kind of like being your own worst enemy. And um, loving who you are, well, first you have to kind of take the time to to re-get to know yourself. You know, like so many times in life, we go through so many things that we have to either start doing things we don't like, being who we're not to you know, be able to do what the things that are your work, maybe, or whatever it is. And you kind of lose sight of what you're passionate about, or, you know, what really brings you joy. And when you, um, well, I guess when you're mindful, and you're in the moment, you kind of start to notice again, or maybe even doing something creative, like I know a lot of people like to do, I know I do a lot of writing, I call the morning pages, um, that I picked up from Julia Cameron's artist's way, but you can all. Oh, okay. What's, what's, what's the morning pages? What do you do in oh. the morning? What do you do in the okay. morning? Lana? <laughs> uh, well, there. Give us your okay. tips. Um, well, for me, okay. Morning pages originally the name of called actual quotation morning pages is from someone named Julia Cameron. And she wrote a book called the artist way. She's done a lot of other things. And um, her idea is like, um, you know, to, to use these pages just to write anything in the morning, get get it all out of your head. And that I kind of do a journaling morning pages time with God. Like when I wake up, I like to have my coffee and and pray and and write in my journal. A lot of things I write uh-huh. could I I might use them in my books. Um, and a lot of times it's writing down things you know you discover as you go along. Um, <clears throat> but and how long are you supposed to write for? Like, do you just say right I'm going to write until I finish writing or do you say right I'm just going to write 
everything and anything for the next 10 minutes? Um, well, if you're talking about the morning pages from Julia Cameron's, I can't really um, yeah. specify. So I'm not sure how accurate I'm being on that. I think it's just, you know, however long you want, like dump three pages, whatever, write down. But for me, wow. I just, um, it depends what I have to say that day or what I want to write about or if I'm working on something. But even like I know a lot of people, you like to do like artwork and yeah. just anything creative like that. It kind of lets you just be peaceful for a little while and and let your mind focus on this. There are times in, there have been times um, and are times still currently where um, I sit there and I go, I just feel a bit muddled or I feel, um, I can't, I can't, and here we go. This is my therapy session, everyone. But I just feel a bit muddled or I just feel as though I need to just zone out. It's the only way I can frame it. And so I, I did used to do my pictures and stuff in um in my house which was great but I found that half my kitchen would get covered in like paint spots or whatever as I was forensic you know frantically painting or whatever and then you know two weeks later I'd find that I'd put smudged paint on a kitchen cabinet or whatever so um and mainly I do it in the kitchen because it's not tiled it's tiled so I can like wipe it up and stuff um so I actually moved my artwork or my studio I like to call it a studio now out into my shed of all places um but I like to disappear out there for an hour or whatever and just some of it looks rubbish I have to say some of it I look at it and go oh that is rubbish and some of it I'm quite proud of right so you know sometimes you get it right and your brain but it's just my zone out area yeah, you're, it's right in your sort of quiet space. Area. You're kind of, it's kind of like when you go out in nature. I find nature very peaceful yeah. and I like to take pictures and do photography. I used to spend a lot more time than I do now, but just being outside with nature, it's so beautiful. Yeah. And you can just see how many wonderful things there are. And I guess that's a really good way to be mindful because you're looking around and there's just even just the fresh air, you know. The, yeah, you're out in the air as well. So you're, and also, um, I know that if I'm getting into a funk is the only word I can sort of really. So getting into a state where I'm, it, things are a little bit funky and um, I'm starting to, starting to have negative thoughts um, is probably the more less funkier way of saying it. Uh, getting out and, and being a single parent, it's really difficult when you've got kids in the house because you can't just leave and go, I'm going on a walk, but getting out, taking the kids to a park and then you know because I'm out of the house it sort of brings me back to the now as well and reduces the negative thoughts because like 90% of the time we're in our heads anyway um but getting out to a park means there's things going on the kids are at the park and they're doing stuff or getting out and playing basketball with my son or just getting out and doing something means that I'm distracting myself to a certain extent but uh it's so it just changes my attitude kind of like a reset yes exactly exactly how so it's just really doing things like that to like maintain your mindfulness so that in maintaining being in the now like enhances and gives you the courage to be yourself is that what you're sort of saying I think that um, I think mindfulness is just sort of a, um, 
a base sort of underneath kind of thing. Like I think for loving yourself, a lot of it has to do with, like you said, you know, we're 90% of the time in our heads. It's what's going on in there. If that's the amount of time you're spending, what are you saying to yourself? Um, You know, what are you focusing on? Because that is going to make, you know, how you feel. I mean, people say they want to, you know, achieve a goal or, or do something and they think it'll make them happy, but it's actually the feeling they're looking for. They want to feel happy. They want to feel, you know, feel joyful. Yeah, um, yeah I, I agree with And you. when you learn to sort of change those thoughts to kind thoughts and loving thoughts to yourself, then you can, you know, start to be having a little more courage because you know that if you make a mistake or if you don't do something to, you know, if you do something, you really mess up because we all mess up then instead of beating yourself up about it, you're going to say, okay, you know, good for you for trying. You know, you did a great job trying. What can we do next? What next thing can we do? And if you start talking to yourself that way, I mean, obviously you're going to be more courageous right away because you've got someone yourself supporting you, you know, instead of being against you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, um, so, okay, we've sorted ourselves out, but like, I think, I think it's really important, especially nowadays, that we um, help our children become, be happy. And that sounds crazy because your childhood should be one of your happiest. But I think with everything that's going on, I didn't have internet. I didn't have social media. I didn't have the pressures that the kids have nowadays. So I think when I look back, and maybe it's me looking back because you tend to look back and just remember the happy stuff and not the bad stuff. But when I look back, I think I had a fairly, you know, I had a happy childhood. We just went out on our bikes and we went down the park and we, and they didn't, but I, I just feel as though kids don't have as happy a carefree life nowadays. So how do we, how do we help our kids? How do we help our kids be themselves and love themselves? Well, I think right now with the pandemic, that's just a totally new challenge and it's hard for everyone. I mean, no matter where you're at, but I think if you take, first you have to take care of yourself so that you can be the best, you know, have the best of yourself to give your child, right? Um, You have to, when you love and accept yourself and you treat yourself with respect and kindness, then your child learns this from you and they see it, right? Like, um, you know, I'm sure we've all been there where, you know, you call yourself a name or something and, you know, they pick up on that. <laughs> and just, would you really want them to say that to themselves when they're not doing a good job or if they mess up? Yeah. And like you said before, spending time with your child and just being fully present, like when they know they have your full attention and you're, you know, discovering what they're passionate about, encouraging them with their passions and doing it with them. Like, you know, you spend time with them doing what they like instead of, um, you know, always being told what they have to do, you know, or what they should be learning or should be working on. Um, and I like just your presence, you make them feel loved, you know, they feel worthy and they feel so valued and then they know they have someone yeah. they can talk to, you know, like about how they're feeling. Um, yeah. Look, sorry. Carry and on. I guess, no, no, I was just gonna say like, I, I guess, you know, like, um, how we talk to them, you know, like making sure to encourage instead of yeah. putting them down without, 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, it is a bit monkey see, monkey do, isn't it? So if you're not being kind and you're not happy in yourself, then, you know, the children do pick up on what's going on as such. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's okay. That I agree. I agree. And, um, I mean, my son, we did, we did attempt to do meditation during the pandemic which was quite funny. He was quite cute at it, actually. Um, but they can't, they won't last half an hour. Like They last like three minutes. But even so, it's just about <laughs> getting him to like calm down, getting him to focus on his breathing. Then he's like, I'm bored, mum. Can I watch iPad? But um, but it did get, <laughs> did get us through some of it. Um, what was he before he was bored, though? Like when you started that exercise why did he start doing the meditation at that time was he feeling scared or was he feeling you know like what brought no, on the idea to do meditation no mummy was doing it and so he wanted to do what mummy was doing that's exactly like monkey oh, see monkey do okay. so mummy was doing it and he was like oh what are you doing mum and I said oh I'm just breathing and calming myself down and just and I just explained to him a bit about it and he said oh okay and there was music tinkly tinkly music playing and so I said well come and try it with me and so he sat down I said all oh, explained what you had to do and then he sat there and he was yeah tried it he was all right with it they do it at schools now um it's like at schools and at daycares they do actually do a little bit of mindful meditation to calm the children down and stuff so he it wasn't completely new to him but yeah it was just doing it so he did something with mum and then I said, right, come on, we'll we'll play PlayStation or we'll do whatever. Maybe it wasn't PlayStation because he would have only been. But yeah. Well, that's awesome, though, because like the fact that you did it with him and you told him, you know, like just you sitting there explaining to him, you know, why you were doing it. It was it's so good because he's going to remember that. And when he's having a day where I don't yeah. know, maybe he's freaking out or he's had a bad day or, you know, he's not calm, yeah. he's going to remember that. Well, when mom was feeling, you know, this way, she just did this meditation and then he's going to do the same thing. You know, like yeah. he'll know that tool. You're sharing something with him that he can always use for his life. And, and some, they, they remember things. They're so smart. Oh, they do. Because we also, when he gets like angry and uptight, he gets so like fists go all on a ball and he gets so uptight or frustrated with something. And, um, I would say to him, right, come on, like, let's calm down, right? So we'd breathe and I'd hold his hands and we would do like four or five breaths and get him to breathe. Or if he's upset about something, I get him to breathe. <laughs> but the problem is, right, I say, I laugh and I say the problem. It's not a problem. It was great because it actually had gone into him. Like I'd be getting annoyed or angry at something. He'd go, mum, mum, just hold my hands and breathe. Oh, that's so that's good. Fine. Just hold his hand. <laughs> Which, and I'll be there. But the thing is, I, that was the last thing I wanted to do was hold his hands and breathe. Yeah. But um, I'm, you know, but you do, and um, yeah. But he no, knew what good. to do, and good. he was being helpful. That's that's oh, really good. Exactly. And I'm, you know, you want to go. No, I don't want to do this. <laughs> um, just like a child, because because the thing is, right? When you're angry, frustrated, or whatever, you do resort back to your child brain to a certain extent you mm -hmm. do resort back to a child because you're not calm um and so all of your instincts your child instinct your childhood your childish behavior comes out mm -hmm. um and so it is quite funny um but yeah no shame shame god love him um and i'm and well and i've i said in the intro like you homeschooled your kids so 
like hats off to you. You're a legend. Um, I can imagine you had some of some of those frustrating and um, angry children at times where they couldn't do something or they didn't want to do school that day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every, like I have two children well, they're not children now they're young, they're grown up, but yeah. um, everybody is so different, you know, how they learn and how they're, how they, I can't think of the right word, their mannerisms or their, you know, their temperament and um, it, you know, what works for one doesn't work for the other. And, you know, you just, I think it's the most important thing is that they know you love them. And when you have to do anything, whether, you know, whether it's they're having, you know, discipline if they're in trouble or something that it's for the right reason, you know what I mean? Like they know that um, they're, they're not being disciplined because you are angry, but because that, you know, um, I can't think of the right term right now, but just if they need to know that you love them. Yeah that you, what you're doing is for their best yeah. Um, to help them have a better life, you know, to help yeah. them set their boundaries to, to give them the values and behaviors going forward in life that hopefully will set them good as such. I know what you mean. I know what's going on yeah, with us today. I think maybe Can't just find the they words. Know- yeah. The, okay. I hear it. You know, I think I had it written down in here. Um, it's that how they feel matters. You know, they know that you care how they feel. And even if you have to say, well, you can't do that, they can still know that you, under, you know, you know how they feel, you understand, you love them, you know, but maybe they just can't do that one thing, whether it's, you know, having that food that doesn't make them feel well <laughs> or something. Right. You know, but I think it's, it's that they need to know that you love them. And that, you know, you care about how they feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's a safe place for them, but that they're not going to get away <laughs> with blue murder. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> blue murder. It's a very English saying. Um, so, once, so people can contact you on your website, can they? If they want to <laughs> buy your books or they want to learn more about who you are and what you do, um, they can contact you. Can, so it's Lana H. Alan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have everything yeah. there. So I mean, like, you know, I can you can join me on Facebook from there or any of the social media. I have all my social media links there. Oh, okay, um, cool. I have a contact page, which would email me directly. Cool. And um, the social media links will bring you right to the, you know, Twitter, Facebook, all the different ones. You can yeah. chat right there. And the books are all on the website. Excellent, excellent. Oh, that's great. So, and the free gift if they oh. want the exercise, the mindfulness exercise, you know, for doing the actual yeah. breathing, it's from the book. Oh, okay. Um, and it's all on your website. I think I have the audio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I did the audio and then the PDF print of it so that, you know, some people like to read it more yeah. than listen. Some people like listening. And sometimes you want to do both. So you want to listen as you're reading along. Yeah. And um, that way you can do whatever works for you. Awesome. There we go. A freebie as well. Great. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So I have one final, final question. I ask it to everyone and I'm really doing it for a year now. So I've had some really interesting, um, interesting answers. Um, If you had a superpower, Lana, what would it be? Hmm. I had trouble thinking about this. Um, Oh, did you? Yeah, I think I would say... I would want to be able to have the superpower to just spread the peace 
and love that God has for all of us to everyone, you know, like to let everyone be having, doing what they love and just feeling um, like no suffering, no poverty, and just for everyone to be doing what they love and sharing their joy, you know, like being their best self. And my superpower would just be, I guess, uh, for one, for me, I guess the scripture that I like is, um, Galatians 5 22. And it says the fruit of the spirit produces in a person's life, uh, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control and i guess if i had a superpower to just have everybody be able to have all of those things i mean just sort of like point a wand at them and just go pow yeah just to have everybody have peace you know (laughs) yeah yeah i know i know i know um that would be good it definitely would be good um especially in the world that we're living in at the moment um it's a crazy old world that we're living in um but no different from well 100 odd years ago but we don't seem to be learning from uh, like the past as such but um humans will be humans i suppose which is why i've called this strong single and human because we make mistakes and we seem to continue and make mistakes so um yeah i don't know it's all fun thank you so much for coming on here and chatting with us and telling us about your book and about some of the things that we could do to just um, love ourselves basically and find a way of finding the courage to love ourselves and keep loving ourselves. Thank you for that. Thanks, Lana. Well, thank you very much. And and one thing is loving ourselves is not even like a lot of, it's not a selfish thing, you know, it's like when you love yourself and you're kind and compassionate, you're going to do that to all the people around you. You know, it's like a gift. Mm. You're giving your best self. You're being the best you can be when you love yourself to help everyone around you. And um, uh, there was one thing from before is like, no matter what you've been through, no matter how badly someone's treated you or life experience you've had, you are valuable. Like you're just so valuable. And it's so easy to forget that, you know, when life gets hard. One in four billion chance of you being born, you are unique and valuable and special. Absolutely. One in four billion chance of you being born. So it's all good. Just um, you're not going to be the same as everyone else. And that's a good thing. Um, Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Well, I'm going to let you get on with your evening, Lana, because you're in the States. So, um I'm I will let you get on with you. Canada, that's right. States. Well, that's a dirty <laughs> word for Canadians. We're joined. It? We're joined yeah. together. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, so I'm going to let you um, get on with your evening. Thank you so much for coming on here. And um, yeah, have a great evening. Thank you so much, Claire. You too. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one is perfect. We're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast. Hi. 
Hi, this is Matt Joe Gao, and you're listening to Radio Karam, which is local community internet radio. And uh, we were having a chat about community radio earlier and how important it is to Melbourne, how important it is to the scene here, the music scene, but also the wider community. So check out Radio Karam, tune in.